Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there, I am Kelly Fitzgerald. I am an award-winning, best-selling author. My book is called When on the Road to Enlightenment, Don't Forget to Take Out Your Trash. I am also an intuitive life coach and an entrepreneur. This is a presentation about how to take out your trash, how to find your life path or rediscover it if you were on your way and you somehow got bumped off of your path, and learn ways about how to stay on your path even through those rough days that we all have from time to time. Since there is a lot we're going to be covering, 
and because I like to make sure my audience is aware of uh, themselves, their inner guides, reconnect with your inner knowing and prepare your mind to focus, I am going to have a bell tone. Now the purpose of this tone is to focus on it. It will tell your mind you are ready to listen, you are ready to focus, you're ready to learn. And if you would please just take a couple of seconds here, take a deep breath, close your eyes and listen to the tone for as long as you can hear it, then we'll move on. Take another deep breath. Great. Thank you so much for, for doing that. You know, since my book came out, which again, the title is When On the Road to Enlightenment, Don't Forget to Take Out Your Trash, the question I have been asked more than any other is, okay, so what's the trash? In simplest terms, your trash is all of those negative thoughts, feelings, and beliefs that you have held on to, that we all hold on to for far too long. Truthfully, even if you've been on your spiritual journey and walking your path for years, there will still be times when some odd thing from the past comes back into your consciousness usually when we're stressed or when we're having an off day. So, if you have ever, ever experienced trauma in your life, if you have ever had regrets, if you have ever been angry, if you've ever felt shame, or if you have ever felt hate for anyone, including yourself, you have had trash to throw away. Most likely you've worked on some of it, probably even most of it, and you feel like you're in a really good space right now. But I will tell you, none of us are perfect. Life is a process, and I will be the very first one to admit there have been times when I have been blindsided by some memory of some event I truly and honestly thought I had thrown away and moved past. So what do you do? What do you do when you find these pieces of your trash, whatever that trash is for you, surfacing? Here is a great exercise that has helped many, many, many people. And that is when you find yourself reliving some negative thing from the past, when you find your trash surfacing, even though you thought that you had dealt with it, write it down. Make sure you write down enough to really get to the root of the problem and the root of what is really bothering you. You can't just throw away just the top layer. You have to throw away the whole thing. Throwing away the top layers, kind of like emptying out half of your trash can. You have to throw away the whole trash can. 
You have to take out the entire trash. So how do you do that? Here's an example. Let's say you've been going along your path for quite a while and you're feeling really great, really awesome. Things are just falling into place for you. All of a sudden, you kind of notice that, wait a minute, why did that happen? Oh, wait, why did that happen? You know, things just start kind of not working out the way you thought they would. Or you realize, you know what, I'm really feeling stressed. Or I'm really feeling down. Or that really hurt my feelings. What you would write down, and I'm going to use stress here because I think stress is something we can all identify with. Write down, I'm feeling stressed. Okay? Simple enough, right? Next, ask yourself a question. Write down, why? Why are you feeling stressed? What is it that is going on with you? You know, you, you might say something like, you know, there's so much to do and no one will help me and I don't know how I'm ever going to get anything done. Okay, why? Why is that stressing you out? Why are you feeling stressed? Because there's a lot to do. Well, you might say, well, because there's no one to help me, I'm afraid I might not do a good job. Again, why is that stressing you out? Continue asking and answering yourself until you really can't think of another question. When you reach the point where you cannot possibly think of another question to ask yourself, you're probably going to realize what you ended up with looks a lot like fear. Might be a fear of failing, a fear of succeeding, a fear of being unworthy, a fear that people won't recognize the job that you've done, a fear of being underappreciated, a fear of losing your job. All of those fears. Fear is usually behind stress. And now that you've emptied out your trash can, you can look forward to the next step. And that's releasing this trash. Look at these questions and answers that you have written for yourself. Accept each and every one of them. Go down your list. You know, I accept that I was feeling stressed because there's a lot to do. I accept that I was feeling angry that no one was going to help me. I accept that I'm feeling unworthy because I may not do a good job because I felt stressed. Accept it. When you're ready, take a deep breath and say, I acknowledge all of these fears. I acknowledge feeling this way. And I totally and completely forgive myself for the way I've been feeling. And you know what? I'm deciding I don't want to feel this way anymore. These feelings, this negativity does not support me. It does not feed what I want to do. It does not help me reach my goals and achieve my life's purpose. So I'm ready to release all of these negative thoughts and feelings. I'm ready to release them and let them go. 
every time you do this exercise, you're going to find it goes easier for you. You're going to find that every time you go through it, you're, you're more able to identify what's really bugging you. Sometimes we get, we scratch the surface. Well, I'm feeling stressed because there's a lot to do and nobody will help me. And what you don't realize is that's only taking up part of your trash. You got to go underneath, go deeper and deeper until you really reach what is really, really bugging you about that situation. When you do that several times, you realize that you can get to that core, what is really bugging you, quicker each time. Because it's like you're breaking through the layers of, I don't want to know what's really under there. You know, so so many times we're like, I, I don't have time to figure out what's really bothering me. But you do, and you have to. And the more often you do it, the easier it is to access those feelings. And the easier it will be for you to release those feelings and replace that negativity don't just leave that space in your subconscious mind open. Replace that negativity with something positive. You know, find your passion in there. When you're taking out the fear and you're taking out all of the stress and you're taking out the feelings of being unworthy, replace it with things you're passionate about. Replace it with, I deserve greatness. I am worthy. I am successful. When you're done with the exercise, you might find wadding up that piece of paper you wrote down and throwing it away is really symbolic for you. A lot of people that I know personally like to throw them in a fire pit or in their fireplace or Otherwise, in a safe location, of course, burn that paper. Whatever resonates for you, if you want to keep it and look at it, that's up to you. At some point, though, I would really, really encourage you to get rid of that paper. It's sort of symbolically releasing all of those negative, negative thoughts and beliefs. Now you're ready to find your passion. You're ready to move forward. A, a lot of you probably already know what your passion in life is. Or you have a really good idea. But since there might be someone listening who isn't quite clear and it never hurts to revisit your passion, reestablishing your link to your own passion in life is really a good thing to do from time to time. It sort of reaffirms, yes, this is still resonating with me. Sometimes, believe it or not, we go along through life and we find one passion, and you know what? We have more than one. So sometimes people will find that, you know, I'm really passionate about this, but now I'm really passionate about this too. So re revisiting your passions always helps to reaffirm your passion, and it often results in an even greater sense of self-awareness. And that is very empowering. You know, a, a great place to begin discovering or rediscovering your passion is to ask yourself a question. And I know many of you have heard this question. If there were no obstacles, 
at all that would prevent you from doing something and you really, really could do anything at all, no obstacles, no barriers, what would you do? You know, be completely honest with yourself. What would you do? It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It doesn't matter what anyone else would do. All that matters is that you figure out what would you do. What what is it that would make you the happiest and most fulfilled in your life? You know, look look at your natural abilities. What are those things you naturally excel at? Often, people find those things they naturally excel at are closely aligned with your passion. And if you feel like they're not, do you have a natural ability to learn? Do you pick up things really quickly or easily? That is also a natural ability. The ability to learn. And that can also lead you to your passion. Even if your passion requires some additional learning. Even if you need to develop some skills along the way to your passion. You know, some other questions are, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, when you were a child, who did you look up to? Why did you look up to them? Many, many, many people find a key, a huge key for them in discovering their true selves is locked away in those childhood dreams or their childhood heroes. You know, so so really evaluate why those particular heroes You know, why did you have those particular dreams? And if you had childhood dreams, did you achieve them? If not, is that something you want to do now? Does that childhood dream still resonate with you? You know, we're we're talking about childhood dreams and I'm not talking about those dreams that many, many kids had, I had, that were not based in reality. You know, for a very long time after reading the book, or having the book Peter Pan read to me, I should say, I don't think I was reading at that point, I wanted to be Tinkerbell. Now, obviously, I was never able to be Tinkerbell, although I was for Halloween, but that's another story. What we're talking about here are those dreams about what did you want to be when you grew up? Where did you see yourself as an adult? Did you want to be a doctor or a veterinarian? Maybe your particular passion involves being helpful, even healing to other beings. If you wanted to be a teacher, you love to learn and you want to pass that knowledge on. You want to help the people coming up behind you realize their dreams. You want to make a difference in somebody else's life. You know, whatever it was that your childhood dreams involved, 
that's where you're going to find your own unique voice. Those little seeds of greatness that set you apart from everyone else. Dig deeply into your subconscious and you'll find them. We all have those seeds of greatness that let us be the very, very best version of ourselves we can be. You know, and once once you've found that, once you've figured out what your passion is all about, ask yourself, what kind of life do you want? Do you want to travel? Do you want to live by the ocean? Live in the mountains, in the desert? Do you want to have lots and lots of animals? Lots of kids? Do you want no responsibilities at all? You know, that sounds really simple, but that is a lot more difficult than you would believe. Many people struggle with that because once you really sit yourself down and say, what do I really want? Many people find it takes them a lot of time to figure out what it is they really want. It is well worth that time. You are worth that time. Sit down. Really get to the bottom of what it is you really and truly want out of life. Once you have that picture in your head, meditate on it regularly. If you don't already meditate, start. It is easier than people think. Visualize what you want. Visualize your perfect life. Feel it. Put as many emotions into your visualizations on your perfect life as you possibly can. Keep doing this until it absolutely feels real to you. You have it now. You can go there in your mind anytime and see your perfect life. Now, you don't have to keep visualizing the exact same things over and over. But make sure each time you do a visualization, you are compatible with the previous visualization. You don't want to visualize a great big, huge, gorgeous house by the ocean, surrounded by friends and family one time, and then visualize yourself living in a van in the desert the second time. You want to make sure you visualize positive things. Don't worry about how you're going to achieve them. Just hold that visualization. Make it as real and as positive as you possibly can do. It is vitally important that you simply accept that, that perfect life, that dream life, your perfect life as yours. Don't worry about how you're going to get there. Don't give it a thought about how you're going to manifest it. All you have to do, truly, is stay open and fully accepting of all those opportunities that present themselves. 
Remind yourself that you're going to get there. It doesn't matter how. That's not your job. Your job is to take advantage of those opportunities that present themselves and put in the action necessary to manifest your dreams. The universe will give you opportunities. If you are open to accepting opportunities, you will find them. And you just put one step in front of the other. And if you're doing the action and you're reminding yourself you're going to get there and you're visualizing, this is my life, make sure when you're doing that you put it in the present tense. This is my life. You know, a lot of people think the law of attraction doesn't work because their perfect life doesn't magically manifest. And I've talked about not worrying about how you're going to get there. But you still have to take some action. You know, you have to go through the steps. You would not decide one morning that you wanted to become a surgeon and not realize you had to go through medical school. So why would you wake up in the morning and think, I have this wonderful life, this wonderful life is mine for the claiming, and not realize you need to take some steps to get there? Once you've determined what and who you want to be, and you have decided what kind of life you really and truly want, you're going to need a road map to get there. You're going to have to put in the action. So let's talk about how to do that. You're on your path. You know what your passion is. You know the life that is yours for the claiming. You have visualized your perfect life. Let's talk about setting some goals to keep you on track. Now many people think they're setting goals when only they're really setting themselves up to not get where they want to be. You have to set goals that are SMART. Now SMART goals need to be specific with tangible steps that you have to take. They have to be measurable with exactly how you are going to hold yourself accountable. How are you going to recognize that you've met a goal? SMART goals have to be achievable, meaning that they have to be something you're capable of doing. They have to be realistic. That means it has to be something you're capable of doing with everything else that you do. You know, we, we have, we have families. We have jobs. We have all these other things. Don't set goals that you know you are not going to be able to follow through on. 
A SMART goal has to also be time limited. A SMART goal has to have a time by which the goal, whatever it is, should be achieved. One step at a time, you know? Don't, you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say, I'm going to run a marathon next week if you've never run. So don't set a goal that I'm going to be a millionaire in a week and a half if you don't have a plan to get there. Sometimes a SMART goal is something as simple as I will meditate 15 minutes a day. That's a great goal and that's a good beginning point. Don't think you have to move faster than you can. You know yourself better than anyone. You know what you're capable of. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about what anybody else's goals are. You set goals for yourself that are smart, that will build your confidence and build your abilities. That's your roadmap. You know, by taking the time to set goals, you're giving yourself a roadmap to your perfect life. You know, and things are going to happen. You know, life happens. Things will happen along the way, and it'll throw you off track. But when that happens, revisit your SMART goals. Adjust if you have to. That's okay. They're not set in stone. They are flexible. Sometimes we need to just, okay, that happened. I had a bad day. I acknowledge I had a bad day. Maybe I didn't handle it as well as I could have. I am forgiving myself for not handling it any better. And I am moving on. And I am revisiting my goals. And I'm going to get there. You will still get there. You know, we have just started a new year recently. What do you want to accomplish this year? Have you thought about that? I'm not talking about crazy resolutions like I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to run for office or whatever those things are that people set for themselves in January. I'm talking about real tangible SMART goals. Have you thought about that? Sometimes it helps people to sit down and do an inventory of your life. Really look at your life. Are you as fulfilled as you would like to be? How's your love life? Have you found your perfect partner? Are you in a good relationship? Are you open to being in a good relationship? How are your finances? How is your job? Are you looking for a job? Are you open to other opportunities? I spent two years of my life working for a minimum wage, complaining that I didn't have a good enough job, and then someone smacked me upside the head and said, well, duh, you, your roommate is a real estate person. You should probably go into real estate. You'd be good at that. So I started my own business. Many, many, many successful people find periods of unemployment or underemployment 
are when they start their most successful businesses. You have to really look at all your options. Don't limit yourself. You know, none of us are ever perfect. So even if you have the dream job or your own business or in the perfect love life and, and everything is going great for you, there's got to be some area that you are thinking you'd like to improve on this year. And you know what that is doesn't really matter to anyone but you. It doesn't matter at all what your individual goals are as long as you have them and they're smart. Setting smart goals, like I said before, increases your confidence and your ability to manifest what you want. It keeps you positive. You know, many people say, write down your goals. And it is certainly true that it helps most people to write down their goals. However, some of us are more visual in nature. And to be completely honest, writing down my goals and looking at them resonates about as much for me as my grocery list. What resonates for me is visualizing. Vision boards. You know, everybody knows what a vision board is these days. Do a vision board. If you don't know, take a piece of poster board, construction paper, whatever it is you want to do. Cut out pictures or words or write your own or draw your own about your perfect life. That worked for me. Take each goal, each individual goal, and find a picture or write a word down that resonates with you and helps you move forward on your path to reaching that particular goal. If you are like me and writing down your goals isn't necessarily working for you, try a vision board. Visualizing has been the biggest biggest thing for me. That is the tool I use more than any other because I am very visual in nature. However you decide to write down your goals, do a vision board, however you decide to do it, make sure you hold yourself accountable for meeting these goals. Make sure that you are really in touch with where you want to be. Make sure you are taking action to meet your goals. You know, you can always set new goals or revise the goals you already have. That's fine. There are no rules here except that you keep doing this. Even if you go three steps forward and something knocks you or you fall or the rugs pulled out from under you, whatever happens to you or whatever you allow to happen to you and you move two steps back, you're still moving forward. You know, and sometimes those lessons 
that we need to learn, instead of looking at them as this is something I need to learn, we kind of say, oh, that didn't work. That was a failure. There are no failures. There are only lessons. And as long as you keep revisiting your goals, make them smart, hold yourself accountable, you're going to be fine. You're going to get there. Every time you meet a goal or exceed a goal, congratulate yourself. Come up with some way that means something to you. Don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Congratulate yourself. You know, if it's if it's going shopping or if it's eating a treat or whatever it is, make sure you do that. Sometimes we forget to congratulate ourselves. Even a small step forward, even if you stumbled halfway, that's huge. We need to learn to be kind to ourselves and to congratulate ourselves every time we move forward. In spite of our best efforts, sometimes we will be going along making great progress. All of a sudden, we seem to hit a wall. I know it's happened to me. When this happens, it's important to recognize that it's happening Stop. Recognize what's happening. Earlier, the writing exercise that we went through, where you keep asking yourselves why, this is great to do. Many people have also found this following exercise that we're about to do works really, really well, especially if you use them both together. So go through and use your why writing exercise and follow it up with this one. Now, just for the sake of timing here, I'm going to move us all through this exercise a little bit quicker than you probably want to go when you do this on your own. Make sure you take your time when you do this on your own and you will find it's extremely helpful. And just like the writing exercise, the more often you do it, the quicker and easier it is to do. So, take a deep breath. And close your eyes. Now ask yourself, what is it that is preventing me from reaching my goals at this time? Another deep breath. What am I afraid of? Notice what words, phrases, or pictures enter your mind. With each deep breath, ask yourself, what are you afraid of? And what is preventing you from
from reaching your goals at this time. One more breath. What is it that is preventing me from reaching my goals at this time? What am I afraid of? Once more, deep breath. What is it that is preventing me from reaching my goals at this time? What am I afraid of? For the sake of time, I will move forward. Feel free later on when you do this exercise on your own to repeat this step until you have a really good handle on where your block is. Because what we are talking about here are those things that prevent us from moving forward which are blocks. So now, take a nice, deep, cleansing breath and say to yourself, this no longer serves me and I choose to let it go. Another breath. This no longer serves me and I choose to let it go. Once more. This no longer serves me and I choose to let it go. Now, with each breath, say, I forgive myself for allowing these negative feelings and I release them completely. Deep breath. I forgive myself for allowing these negative feelings and I release them completely. Another deep breath. I forgive myself for allowing these negative feelings and I release them completely. Again, when doing this on your own, repeat this step until you actually feel the release. And if you do it enough, you will feel that release. Once you've reached the point where you feel 
You have released those negative feelings, thoughts, and beliefs that were holding you back. Let's take a deep breath and say, I easily achieve my goals. Another breath. I easily achieve my goals. And once more. I easily achieve my goals. I'll take one more deep cleansing breath and go ahead and open your eyes. And like I mentioned before, if you do this after the writing exercise that we started off with, you will find amazing releases of blocks. And just like the writing exercise, the more you do this one, the quicker it will go for you. For some people, the blocks are still so deep. It takes a bit more coaxing to get rid of them completely. And if you find you are running up against the same block time and time again, even after you've done these exercises, that's probably one of the blocks I'm referring to. I call them boomerang blocks because you think you get rid of them, and one day, here they are again. One of the most common and the deepest blocks that many, many, many people have is concerning money or having money and success, some combination thereof. Now, whether you grew up with lots and lots of money or whether you grew up with no money at all, your childhood most definitely is where your thoughts and beliefs about money began. So ask yourself, what did your parents tell you about having money? Were you told that money was really hard to earn and that your family would never have any? Were you told that rich people were selfish or they were bad people? Think back to a particular time in your childhood when you remember hearing something about money. It could be getting an allowance. It could be being told you wouldn't get an allowance. It could be money from the tooth fairy, whether you got money from a tooth fairy, whether your friends got more money or you got more money. You know, it could have even been overhearing your parents or other people arguing about money. Whatever it is, find one moment that you remember that involved money 
It doesn't have to be a bad thought. It can be a good thought. Whatever pops into your head as when you were a child hearing something or learning something about money. Then once you've chosen that moment, how old were you? Think about it. How old were you? Where were you when that event took place? Can you see yourself? Try and see that event as if you were the fly on the wall. Just take it in. Don't judge it. Don't worry about whether it was right or wrong. Just look at the moment. Accept it for being the moment that it was. Look at your younger self and recognize those thoughts about money that were being formed at that very moment. Now, if it was a negative thought, which I'm believing it is, if you have a block about money, tell your younger self that those thoughts are not true. Decide that those negative thoughts and beliefs about money no longer serve you. Tell yourself, the negative thoughts and beliefs I learned about money no longer serve me. I choose to let go of all the negative thoughts and beliefs I have about money. I forgive myself for having those negative thoughts and beliefs in the first place. I do deserve money. Money is simply a tool and I will use it for my highest good. Money is not difficult to get. Money is not difficult to keep. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. Now, completely release your blocks about money. Right now, say to yourself, I release all of my negative thoughts and beliefs about money. They do not serve me. I do deserve money. Money is a tool I will use for my highest good. Money flows to me easily and effortlessly. Those are some really good affirmations when you are dealing with a money block. And you may need to do that several times 
to feel like it has worked. But if you keep doing it, you will succeed in removing money blocks. For many, many people, most people that I worked with actually, establishing their own personal money mantra is helpful. And you can write it down like any other affirmation. And you can um, refer to it often. You can say it to yourself in meditation. You can say it to yourself while you're visualizing. You can, you know, write it. I, I used to write um, sticky notes to myself affirmations and stick them on the visor in my car so that I could see them when I was sitting in traffic, which I don't do anymore. But back then it worked really well. Something very simple works best. My personal favorite is money flows to me easily and effortlessly. Or um, I use money for the highest good. Pick something that resonates with you and that you will always remember. And whatever your situation is, if you felt like um, money was bad then looking at money as a tool that you use for your highest good is a really good affirmation. If you were told, well, my family never has money, our, our family will never have money, those kinds of things, then money flows to me easily and effortlessly is really, really, really good for you. Just, just pick something that resonates deeply with you. Because that's what it's all about. If you spend all your time worrying about what other people are doing, you're not going to get anywhere. You know, you're, you have to be true to yourself. And when you're true to yourself, you will find doors opening, opportunities appearing. It is just incredible what starts happening. And I know many, many of you are very aware of this already. And I, I'm preaching to the choir here. But perhaps there are some people listening who aren't really sure why things keep happening to them. And the first step is that you have a choice. You choose how to react. You are in control of your life and how it will be. Stop looking at yourself as a victim. We all know those people who go through life saying, well, I can't. I can't. No one in my family ever could, and this has never worked before, so I can't. Remove the word can't from your vocabulary because you can. Sometimes the most powerful life-changing exercises are the simplest. And at one time, not very long ago, when I was going through a particularly dark time in my own life, I realized I was doing it to myself. I realized how often 
I said the word can't. And a very simple thing to do is listen to you when you're talking. What is your conversation like? Not only with everyone else, but that conversation with yourself. How do you talk to yourself? Pay attention to the words you use and look at those words. Do you say, oh, I would have, but this thing happened to me. And we all do that from time to time. And sometimes things do happen that are completely out of our control. And that's understandable. But you have a choice in how you let those things affect you. I am reminded of someone I knew years and years ago who was absolutely the best person I have ever known at pushing people's buttons. This person could get a rise out of anyone and seemed to delight in doing that. And I asked one time, why do you do that to people? Why, why do you do that to me? Why do you seem to like making people feel angry or upset? And this person smiled and looked at me and said, Why do you allow me that much power over how you feel? Why does anyone allow me to have that much power over how they feel? Well, the first thing I did was stop associating with that person because clearly this, this was not a nice person. And secondly, I thought about the words that they said to me. And the more I thought about them, the angrier I got, but not at this person, but at myself. Because I realized at that moment, they were right. We all have the ability to feel any way we choose to feel. And think about that for just a second. You have the ability to choose. Every second of your life, you choose how to feel. So since we know that, why would you choose anything but love and light and happiness and success? Don't burden yourself with negative thoughts. The easiest thing to do with negative people, like my old friend there, is to get them out of your life, replace them with someone more positive. Really and truly, I promise you, you are better off by yourself than with someone who is that negative all the time. 
And when you do have to be around someone who is negative, if it is a situation where you can't really get away from them, if it's a work situation or a family situation or some other situation, you're kind of temporarily stuck, just keep reminding yourself that only you choose how you want to feel. I found that amazingly empowering. It does take some practice. Old habits are really hard to break. And if you've grown up in a less than idyllic circumstance like I did, negativity seemed to be everywhere. And it does take some effort on your part. But if you will do that, get away from the negativity when at all possible. Replace it with positivity in your life. And always remind yourself, I choose how I want to feel right now. And do a little gut check with yourself. Be in the moment. This very second, right now, how am I feeling? And don't answer fine, I feel fine. Go deeper than that. You know, so often, that that's you can have the worst day, and how do you feel? I feel fine. You can have the best day, and how do you feel? I feel fine. You know, fine is not an appropriate response here. How do you really feel? And go as deep within yourself as you need to go to get that answer. How do you feel? And be honest. If you're having a bad day, say, I feel kind of eh. Whatever you're feeling is okay. It's, it's your feeling. And if it's something you really don't want to feel, don't just bury it. you got to get it out. Be honest. I feel eh today. Or I'm feeling really, really crappy today. Or I'm feeling really stressed. Whatever it is, get it out into the open. Release the negative stuff. If you're just burying it and you're trying to overpower it with, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. That's awesome on the surface. But when you're alone with yourself, take a minute and say, self, how am I really feeling? And whatever it is, look at it. Why am I feeling this way? What is making me feel this way? And say, you know what? I'm feeling this. I don't want to feel this. I forgive myself for feeling this. And since I have forgiven myself for feeling this, I can let it go. I've looked at it. I've examined it. I can now let it go. I choose to replace that feeling with happiness, love, success, wealth, whatever it is for you. And make sure it is true for you. You know, if, if you're not motivated by money, for example, you're not going to resonate with those goals. I mentioned before, I've had a real estate company for many years now. And at one point, years ago, I had an agent working for me. And she was a good agent, really good agent, actually. People loved her. 
but she was always wondering why she didn't get transactions to close. It seemed like she was spending a lot of time running around and talking to people and lunching with people and, and going to parties with people, and yet they would choose a different agent when it came time for them to need a real estate agent. And this was many years ago. It was a very large metro metropolitan area. So she couldn't figure it out. It's like there were plenty of clients. Why Why couldn't she do that? And I sat down and we did some, some smart goals. And she says to me, well, I probably shouldn't be in real estate. I just really like working with people. And I said, well, that's great. That's that's wonderful for real estate. And I said, well, well, how much money do you want to make? And she said, well, I really don't care. I just really like the people. And she didn't need to work at all because she was married and he was able to provide for them. So money didn't resonate with her. She liked the social interaction. And that's fine. That was true to her. It's a good thing she didn't need to make a living. But my point here is find what resonates with you. Because ultimately, that's what matters. It doesn't matter what anybody else is telling you you should do. What matters is what you tell yourself. So right now, choose to be the best you that you can possibly be. Now, we've talked about taking out your trash. We've talked about finding and redefining passions. We've talked about smart goals. And I've given you some things to do when you've had a bad day or you're feeling stressed out. I would like to do now what I really and truly believe is the most powerful exercise I've ever put together for helping people manifest their dreams. And as simple as this sounds, I have had many, many people tell me how powerful they have found it to be once they do it by themselves. So this is something, if you take nothing else away from this presentation, this is something that you should go back and listen to again because so many people have come back to me with these wonderful, wonderful reviews on this particular exercise. So just to recap here, those things that you think about, those things that you dream about, those things that you long for with all of your heart and soul, those things, those things are your passion. But we also have a tendency to think about things that sabotage our passionate selves. Self-doubt, 
lack of self-esteem or confidence, and that really, really big one, fear. Sometimes we accidentally manifest our fears instead of our passions. So to make sure that you are manifesting your passions and your perfect life and not feeding those things that make you panic and keep you in fear, try this exercise. Close your eyes. Take a couple of deep breaths. Picture in your mind what you really and truly want in your life. Picture right now that absolutely perfectly ideal life that we were talking about earlier. Feel how it would feel when you have that life. Picture a typical day in your perfect life. Where are you? Who's with you? Are you by yourself? Are you on the beach? Are you in the mountains? Are you surrounded by family and friends? Is it just you and a dog? Feel it. What does the air smell like? Do you smell the ocean? Do you smell the pine trees? Do you smell the city? Are you in a huge city? Are you in a skyscraper? Where are you? What color are the walls if you're indoors? What color is the sky if you're outside? Is it sunny? Is it cloudy? Is it nighttime? Really and truly feel it. Smell the air. Taste the air. See the smiles on the people you're with. See the smile on your own face. Hear those sounds. What do you hear? Make this picture as real as you possibly can. Pour your emotions into it. Feed that picture of your ideal life with every ounce of happiness and love and joy as you can possibly pour into that picture. Take as long as you need. Go through your typical 
perfect day. Claim that perfect life as your own. Say to yourself, This is my life. I deserve success. I deserve everything I want. I am worthy. What car are you driving? Or are you walking? Or are you riding a horse? Are you on a boat or a private plane? Pour as much detail into your perfect day, in your perfect life, as you possibly can. While you are deeply engaged in experiencing your perfect life, tap your finger on your knee or on your opposite wrist or any place that feels right for you. If tapping a finger doesn't resonate, feel free to choose a different movement. Many people like to tap their toe. Whatever resonates with you Create a strong association with that movement and your picture-perfect life in your picture-perfect day. Doing those things you want to do with people you love because it's your life. It's your picture-perfect life. Keep visualizing for a few more moments your picture-perfect life and tapping your finger or your toe or whatever movement you chose. What we're doing here is reinforcing your visualization with a movement. There have been many, many studies that show our brains learn best with movement. So you are imprinting your perfect life into your brain in your subconscious mind. Take a few more deep breaths. <sighs> Slowly stop tapping and bring yourself back to the present. Few more deep breaths. Know that picture you've created is yours. And that tapping or other movement connects you directly with that 
visualization. That is now your shortcut. So now, any time you start getting lost in self-sabotage mode, or you're having a bad day, or you've fallen off track, you can simply tap yourself back to your true, confident, self-assured self who knows not only do dreams come true, but your dreams will come true. Thank you so very much for spending this time with me. I would love to hear about your experiences with any of these exercises. May all your dreams come true. And may you truly, truly become the very best version of yourself that you can be. I hope you've enjoyed and learned something from this presentation. Please do let me know what you think. I love to hear feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.